Hello and welcome back to the Simplicity Diaries with me, Kim John Payne. This week, of course, what else could we talk about apart from Halloween? <laughs> you know, over the years, uh, this question has come up many, many times. How can we have a simple, meaningful Halloween? Yes, a little bit scary and edgy too, but how can we keep it from becoming just uh, goofy at least and just downright overwhelming at worst for our children, particularly our younger children? So here are some hints um, and here are some things that I've picked up from parents over the years uh, that have been... Uh, good contributors, really, to having a, a Halloween that is, that is genuinely fun for everyone. One of the things to consider, one of the first things to consider is actually uh, not Halloween, but it, the, uh, the run-up to Halloween, is one of the things that you might want to consider is having stronger than normal rituals and rhythms in your family life in the in the couple of days or a week before Halloween. Just get your bedtimes together. Really um, focus on having good meal times. Have a child launch out into Halloween and all that that means from a from an extra secure safe base of family life. You know, um, be careful to uh, just take a little more care to um, have lots of lovely chats <laughs> at mealtimes, bedtimes that are just a little warmer and cozier. Because Halloween, no matter how much we try and avoid it, almost inevitably will be scary for some children. And one of the ways in which to uh, ensure the child is is really not overwhelmed by that and freaked out by it is to have that little bit of extra warmth and security it's really it's preventative really rather than just waiting for Halloween itself and um, and to see and just pay re real attention to that the um, other things that um, we we notice around Halloween is that just about everything that um, a child um, sees and touches and experiences is is it, they're trying to make meaning of it, particularly little ones, you know, uh, two, three, four year olds. It's a very sensual world for them. They're very sense oriented. Um, when they're particularly little, everything goes in their mouth, right? Um, some of you might be in that stage. I sure remember that stage. They want to taste it, touch it, feel it. And Halloween is can be particularly disturbing to children, young ones, because it is a, a sort of a, a sensory overwhelm, and and. Um, and, and as such, it can create a lot of anxiety uh, in children. And that sense of security and familiarity can just go right out the window. So keep Halloween low-key. Uh, just try and dial the whole thing back. It's As we know, it's kind of gotten to be a merchandiser's paradise where they can sell large quantities of of really, you know, not great 
plastic, rubber, ghoulish stuff. And just if we can keep it low key, if they want to wear a costume, that's fine. But keep the costume very simple. They don't have to have all that ghoulish stuff surrounding, you know, on their bodies and blood dripping and daggers and all this, all this, you know, implants of of uh, dental, like vampire, you know, um, replica mouthpieces and all that kind of stuff. It's basically just merchandisers wanting to sell that stuff to us. And little children live so strongly in their imagination that they don't need it anyway. All they need is maybe just uh, uh, um, some cloth around their shoulders, perhaps a simple headgear. They see it as dress-ups. They don't see it as as ghoulish and... um, and images of death all around them. These little children have come into this world to celebrate life, to be here, to to to, to be in the world. And these these really overblown images of of vampires and skeletons and it's going in the opposite. That's not where they're going. They're coming into life, not going out of life let them be in life and so the 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 costumes that they wear can just be very simple very very simple in indeed another thing is to um monitor uh our children really carefully if we see them getting wound up in any way move in quickly just move in and and um and just, uh, I call this we direct, W-E, we direct. Off we go. Let's let's all go. So you take the child and the, together, the two of you, we direct. You we direct them. You take them to something, you know, if it's a particularly ghoulish, particularly horrible, dripping blood sort of stuff. Or not even, if you see them starting to, to get wound up or withdraw, maybe start melting down for no particular reason they can start screeching and running around and you're just thinking there's there's no reason for them doing this they're just they're just hyper they've been wound up on the the whole experience it's like a sensory overwhelm to them then it's time to move them away and really seriously think about coming coming home or just going somewhere quiet and and just telling them and this is another little tip is just take them off and just sit them down wherever you are somewhere comfy and have a story at the ready and tell them a story about grandma and grandpa and or their great grandma and great grandpa because after all, Halloween is around the time of All Hallows, where we, um, many, many uh, cultural traditions celebrate those that have come before us. And so for me, uh, Halloween, at least in my family, has always been an evening where we would remember back to our um, those who have passed but long past, you know, stories of grandparents, but great-parents, great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents, and and of things long ago in the past that thing and, and it's a celebration of their lives and what and what they did for us, you know, and how how what they did still influences us today. 
for me that's much more that's closer to what the the um the real uh, core of of this is all about and at the very least uh if you're not making that the central part of your celebration at least have that up your sleeve so that you can make it a small part of the celebration or you can have it ready for if your child is melting down just draw them aside and one of the best ways to re-establish a child's sense of equilibrium is telling them a story but why not tell them a story of of something that is you know in line with what the season is what the festival actually is be careful of masks be very careful of masks for little children it can confuse and even terrify them avoid masks the um for because for a young child they they live very much in in the practical i know my dad is dad i know my sister is sister and my brother is not a dragon he is my brother now as children get to 5 6 7 they can kind of get it that there is a person behind the mask for any child much younger than 4 it's really quite edgy, edgy and for a toddler it's straight up terrifying so despite what we might want to think about how much fun this is for us you know for for an adult we can we know we can separate but if we if we look through the eyes of a young child they are not separating nearly in the same way of the mask versus reality little children don't easily separate that kind of symbolism from reality that's the whole nature of childhood if we just watch them playing we, we you see it right there you know they 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 play right through to the age of of 8 9 even sometimes even beyond is full of imagination is full of fantasy it's just beautiful so so therefore why do we think they can easily separate the um this 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 ghoulish world of of halloween it uh from reality they will be able to kind of get there around 7 8 9 but only just and any child much younger than that and particularly even younger still is is really going to be uh, overwhelmed by that now to us adults it all looks fun and we we you know it all, it all looks fine but for a little child it's 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 just not okay it's just straight up not okay now trick or treating um <laughs> what to do about trick or treating quite a number of people these days um set up uh trick or treating ahead of time so they'll go knock on doors but it's pre-planned a- and it's a few friends houses the the food is um that the, the treat is is um reasonably healthy it's not so healthy as to be yucky <laughs> but it's it's not just you know crazy sugar laden uh, uh caffeine laden stuff and um there also can be not just food but little gifts given um it's when my children were trick or treating when they were younger 
um, we would have these pre-planned places and they'd often be just these simple little things made out of wool, uh, a little um, doily for their dolly house to put their to put um, their, their little dolly cups on. Well, that's what they turned them into at least. I'm not sure what they were meant to be, but that was one of the, um, the treats. Treats don't have to be just sugar-laden food. A treat, when you think about a treat, it can be other things. It can be a golden sprayed um, acorn with a, a, a little birthday candle in it and um, with, a, with a, just a little um, toothpick uh, set in some beeswax inside the shell or some putty or uh, blue tack. And when you light the candle, it's a boat on the water. And uh, that was, by the way, that was one of the gifts that we would give out to neighborhood uh, children. And we would tell them it's a boat. And we would show them an example of it when they would come, because often kids would come to our door we didn't know. And the little children were always captivated by it. They didn't want a, a mini Mars bar when they saw that kind of thing, uh, because it's real. So that's my hint there, is pre-planning where they're going to go and also getting together with the other parents about the treat. And it doesn't have to be just, just candy. Now... Also, you can plan other simple little get-togethers around um, around Halloween or All Hallows, as it's known. Um, there can be you can invite friends over and invite children over, and have a party, have games, have fun because the neighborhood will be. You know, lots and lots of fun going on, of course, and kids at school will be talking about all they're going to do. But particularly younger children, all they know about is that th this is fun. There's going to be something really, really fun. So so that we are not killjoys in that sense, we can still have fun for sure. But we do it at a little party and we come on over and there doesn't have to be, you know, crazy, um, again, ghoulish stuff going on. It can be a get together. There can be games. There can be all sorts of things happening like usually happens at a party. Uh, I mean, can there be cobweb spray and so on if you particularly want that? Of course, you know, but but it's but it has much more an element of calmness to it and of genuine fun. I don't mean we should over control the kids in any way. In fact, quite the opposite. What I'm talking about is ch children getting together and and really having a having a good time. And 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 particularly younger children again not being overwhelmed. The uh what to do also with candy, if it does come up, right, and the kids do go out and they get all this candy, uh, it's uh, some the, some of the ways parents have handled that is 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 a pick three, pick one, pick two, pick three, so they can pick three of those candies out and they can have them uh, over the next three days. By the way, you might want to go through a great big um, bucket of candy and just take out the more toxic stuff, but uh, it, but it's but it's that's not it's a um, that's not all to be consumed. It's it's okay. So we have our our basket of candy, and you may have three of those. 
By the way, a lot of dentists these days are doing a buyback candy exchange for healthy stuff as well, which is kind of nice. So at Halloween itself on that night, for for children of all ages, uh, right through 9, 10, 11, 12, respect bedtimes. Get the kids to bed at their normal time. The celebrations, it's for the Northern Hemisphere, it's darker in that time anyway. And have the kids have a good degree of keeping their normal sleep rhythm. They've gotten really, uh, you know, they've had a party, it's all fun and so on. But within reason, try to get the children into bed uh, on time. And also um, have had their evening meal. Uh, of healthy stuff because if we're going to consume some stuff that's not it's good to get some reasonably good food into them but stick to bedtimes stick to normal rhythms uh, as much as possible and then after halloween so the bookend of before and after in those days after halloween really step up the, uh, the, the rhythms and the sense of security and safety, particularly for little children. Uh, you, some of you might remember in the, in the Simplicity Parenting book, I quote a parent who said uh, on her calendar she marks S days and C days, stimulating days and calming days. And every week has to have a balance of calming days and stimulating days. So if there's a stimulating, arousing, busy uh, day like Halloween, then um, a calming day afterwards or or two calming days afterwards is also really a, a, um, a thing to think about. Now just finally uh, one of the things about Halloween that some parents have commented on that is uh, also healthy and gives a sense of uh, process is that if a child is going to have a costume then, and it's a simple costume, have them, have them uh, make it, have them construct it, have the, the week ahead of time, you know, stitching what it is that they want, if they want a cape, if they want a crown, if they want a sword. One doesn't go out just to a store and buy a nasty plastic sword with blood dripping on it. They can make a, a sword out of wood or, or a shield or whatever it is they want to dress up as, and I think the emphasis here is dress up. It's not, it's not death and ghosts and so on. Then it's it's very very nice for them to to actually make that so that they're invested in in the the celebration itself. It isn't just easy come easy go. And then afterwards, the costume gets carefully folded, perhaps in some tissue paper. It's it's a treasure, really, isn't it? And it gets. It gets um, hung up in a in a special place because maybe they'll use that again next year or they'll alter it or their little brother or sister can have it because then over the years you start to develop a, a lovely little corner of a closet with and some some uh, cardboard boxes full of dress-up treasures that the children actually have made so that you can go to those to supplement each year when there's some kind of dress-up festival. So after Halloween, um, uh, it isn't just dumping those things down. In fact, that if the children have made them, they won't want to do that anyway. They might want to play with them for the, in, uh, the coming days. 
But after they're done, yeah, carefully pack them up and have that sense of specialness about their costumes and about what they've made. Okay, well, (laughs) happy but simple wishes for Halloween. Bye-bye for now.